This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 112. In today's episode, we are talking about transforming your life from the inside out with holistic lifestyle expert, Tony Restrepo. She will share certain areas that you can focus on that will truly change your life holistically, spirit, soul, and body. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. And so let me just introduce to you my guest. Her name is Tony Restrepo, and we call her the holistic lifestyle expert. She has really helped transform busy professionals from the inside out for over 20 years. We're always used to transforming from the outside in. Guess what? This is going to be a little bit different. And so she graduated from the Fashion Institute of Technology with her degree in merchandising and buying. And so she decided to obtain a cosmetology license and worked as a celebrity makeup artist. Then she transitioned into cosmetic sales and she was had a role for one of the top cosmetic companies. NARS and Laura Mercier. She's explored so many different areas from being a personal shopper to Lord and Taylor to before attending Victory School of Ministry. And that's when she shifted over to outer beauty to holistic beauty. So for over 15 years, she has served as a spiritual teacher in the ministry of inner healing, inner healing. So today as a certified personal trainer and healthy beauty advocate, which is all part of what we're going to talk about, she uses all of her skills, her training and experience in helping others live a life whole, live a life whole spirit, soul, and body. So please help me welcome, this is Tony Restrepo. Hi, Tony. Hello. So excited to be here. Yes. Okay, me my too. favorite topic. My favorite topic. Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm so excited that you get to share so much of your knowledge and experience. Not only is it educational, but it's practical, real life. And you have transformed so many people's lives as a result. So I'm so excited to have you um, as a guest. So Let's go ahead and dive right in because I feel like this whole pandemic and everything that we have been dealing with has totally taken us by, like, it's like taken us off, like we're off guard, right? So it's taken us by surprise. Many of us are 
you know, still trying to figure out we're, we're like, we've been treading water for seven, eight months and we're wanting to stroke, but we don't know where to go. We don't know how, we don't know what to do. So tell us from, even from a holistic perspective, what can we do to help us through this time and season in our lives? Yes. Yes. It is a very, very, scary time to say the least for so many people. And I think that's probably the biggest issue I see spiritually and emotionally that we're going through as, like you said, globally is the fear piece. And that is really why so many people are kind of treading, don't know which way to go because they're really afraid. And what's, um, what's so sad about that fear piece is that that affects you in every aspect of your life right that affects you spiritually because it is spiritually first and emotionally right because you can't move you're stuck you don't you don't know what to do and then physically those those emotions of fear are really attacking the cells within the body because it's a certain chemical response to that heightened sensitivity of emotion and so you know what's so interesting is that as it's our human nature to want to do something to change the situation. But yeah. what I found is that the first line of defense in any situation, when you when it comes to situations like we're in right now or anything in your life that just begins to go in a way that you don't want it to go, the first thing you should do is go into a place of prayer and meditation. And most of the times what we want to do is we want to hurry up and try to fix it or do this or do this, or maybe I shouldn't do that. And we're trying to respond to life. But I find that if you would just pull back and get quiet and get still and meditate and get into a, a place of prayer, that will give you poise and bring the peace that you need and the wisdom to know how to move. So I think the first thing that we all really should do is enter into a quiet place when we're in a place of, of like, you know, traumatic place that we're in right now, you know? And so I think the, like I said, the first thing is to be, be quiet, get still, pray, meditate, listen. That's the thing I love about prayer even the most. I think so many people think about, well, I do pray, but most of the times we're praying and we just go and tell God all our issues and all our problems and all our wants, and then we leave. But the greatest part about this that I'm talking about is not so much the request part, it's the listening part, it's the meditation part. What is your spirit saying in this moment? What is God speaking to you in this moment? And then allow that to govern everything else that you do from that place. Wow. So what, so for people who don't know what God's voice sounds like, or they don't even know where to begin when it comes to meditation or getting still or even praying, what would you, how, what would you suggest for people who want to try this, but really just don't even know where to begin? Start small, start small, even with just getting quiet. It starts with that, right? Cause so right now, the biggest thing that we have to deal with, all of us, is distraction, right? There is so much distraction. It's so hard to just be quiet, even if it's not for a spiritual person, just a purpose. Just to sit down and be still is almost impossible for many of us. So I always say one is to start small. And if you don't, we all are hearing God's voice. We just don't know it's God's voice. 
right? Because it comes to you at the speed of thought. You know, you were going to go one way and then that thought came that you should not go that way. That is how God speaks to us in the most simplest forms. There's other ways as well in dreams, through other people. And you just know inside your being, this is something I need. This is something I've been needing to hear. So I do, I do know that every single one of us hear God's voice. So how do you get still? Start with five minutes. It could be three minutes. I would set my timer on my phone for three minutes and just sit there and focus on my breathing, focus on either an intention of that day, something that if it's peace, you know, so much chaos going on, I'm fearful. The opposite of fear is peace, quiet, poise, right? So I would fo I'll focus on just the word peace. And you'll be, you'll be so surprised to see that in that three minutes alone, the peace that will come and that you will get some thought, some vision even, of what you should be pursuing or what you should be doing. So it's really not as big, I think, that we make it because a lot of times we don't, we're either afraid of the unknown because we haven't experienced it. We don't know what to expect. So we just don't do it at all. Or we think it's so much bigger than us, but it's really simple and it's really easy. It's just a matter of starting where you are and even asking. You know, I, I love to tell people, you know, you want to hear God's voice, just ask him, God, I want to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Show me who you are. And he will never disappoint. Mm -hmm. I love show that. you. That yeah. is so good. And so starting small, that's, that's great. And so once you get to a place of getting quiet and getting still, how can you advance to a place of really not only making it a habit, but practicing it just as part of your everyday life mm -hmm. and making it a core part of who you are yep. in addition to allowing that, that peace and that stillness to really permeate into other aspects of your life. Yes, that's such a good question. And, you know, it's so, I love the way we naturally are, right? Because if you eat a good piece of pie, you know you're going to go eat that pie again, right? <laughs> right? Anything that we really love, no one has to convince us to go back and have some more, right? Uh, even if it's another day. And I believe it's, it's the same thing. When you begin to experience God's presence, when you begin to experience his voice, when you experience that peace, that will bring you back for more. And one of the things that I also encourage in that time is to journal journal what you saw, journal what you hear, because that is now you're chronalizing everything, all the experiences that you're having with him, which is building your desire for more, it's building your faith um, in him. And that alone will begin to help you to develop a habit. I think a lot of people don't have that habit in their life, Chris, because they're trying to do it religiously. Because someone else has told them to do it. Someone else has told them how to do it. Right. And they're trying to check the box and do exactly what someone else told them to do. But when you go into the presence of God, very authentic, very real, speaking to him, very similar to how we're speaking right now, and then open it, being open and still to receive and begin to develop your own connection and relationship with him it becomes very easy to want to pursue that relationship mm -hmm. because it's so good to the soul. Yeah. It, nothing satisfies 
and brings peace like that. Mm. Nothing. So once you experience it, it, it won't be difficult to develop the habit of wanting to do it because anytime you get to that heightened state of stress, that heightened state of fear, it will, you will remember, what do I need to do? Oh my God, I need to go pursue that piece right now. I need to take that time and do it. But it, the hardest part is doing it in the beginning, getting started. Once you have the experience, that will keep you coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would keep you coming I, back. I love that. I love that. Like, I love the analogy of a pie, <laughs> right? Because once you eat it and you try it, you're like, oh, this That's is my stupid. favorite pie, girl. Nobody, <laughs> no one has to convince you to go get that pie. Exactly. I love that. And so, you know, you talked a little bit about soul. You know, I feel like so many of our, like our souls have been tapped into like on another level over the last eight months. And some of us are super emotional. Some oh, of us are, you know, we like, we feel like, like really off. Yeah, some yeah. of us are, feel like we are becoming more in tune and aligned with our purpose and there's more clarity. And so, you know, there's two ends of the spectrum. So how can we, even as men and women, find ways to be more, less emotional and more intentional maybe that's the right word that's good and so that is interesting because i do believe that that spiritual piece that we just discussed has a big part to do with how you respond emotionally to things Mm -hmm. so the people that you're saying are finding more clarity are finding more purpose are more driven in the things that they should need to do. Those are most likely, I would say nine out of 10. I have not met a person with those experiences and, and with that ability in such heightened emotional times that doesn't have a spiritual practice. Uh, it's the spirit of a man that feeds the soul of a man. And a lot of us are spiritually malnutritious which is why we're overly emotion, emotional. Mm-hmm. The soul consists of the mind, the will, and the emotions. And right now we are bombarded in our minds, in our thinking, and in our emotion with so much information that will have you looking like an emotional schizophrenic. <laughs> One minute you might be okay, the next minute you just break down and lose it. And this is why it's so important for us to take that time to replenish the soul, to really get rest in the soul. And a big part of it for me is that when you understand that your soul is the most valuable thing that you possess, you will be more, you will guard it more. Mm-hmm. So there's certain information that you just won't allow to continually saturate you that especially if you notice that that information brings you down emotionally sends you into a negative emotional headspace makes you feel depressed even that's information that you need to stay away from i'll be honest with you during this pandemic i stayed abreast of what was going on but i did not leave my television on all day all night to find out what's going on I I just know for myself emotionally that that is not good for my soul. And so I am very mindful of what I can watch, what I can listen to, and what I can't. I can't watch slave movies. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not going to do it because it's going to take me, it's going to bring me to a place emotionally that I don't want to be. And I mean, to a place where I can physically feel the reaction. You know what I mean? So if you know that certain things trigger a negative emotion in you, stay away. It's just like having a food allergy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to know I'm allergic to peanuts and keep eating peanuts. So good. <laughs> like, that makes sense. If I know that what that information does for me is bring me to a place of fear where I, I am paralyzed, I'm afraid to do anything, I'm b- crying, I'm depressed, that's information that I need to minimize to the best of my yeah. ability or eliminate completely. That is so good. And, you know, I, I, I want to... I don't want to go too far to the left, but with that whole piece of, you know, being a, a black woman in America and being a mom of black boys and girls, like everything that's going, yeah. everything that's going on, how do you turn it off or how do you not allow it to affect you emotionally, but still stay abreast and, and engaged and involved? Right. And I mean, we know, right? We're we're, we're people of color. We know that what is going on in our society for for decades, right? It's just unfortunate that it's another person and another person. So we are aware, right? We're very much aware. I think every time we have to hear another story, it brings us to another heightened level of, of fear. But I think what we have to really get as a people is understanding what the fear of it does over what we're even seeing because this is the thing that we attract to us what our highest emotions are emotions are energy they give off energy and that energy draws to you like energy so it's important for me to take my fears again into prayer and into meditation and bring about the peace and, 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 and faith that covers my children opposed to being afraid of what we, because I, when I side on this, and when I get on the side of fear, I actually put them at a heightened level of, you know what I mean? Of being, of this really happening opposed to me saying, I'm going to cover my kids. I'm going to believe I'm going to have faith over my kids. I'm going to speak life over my kids. And I'm not going to be so fearful to the point that I actually allow that energy to draw to me what I really don't want. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of it is that we, we, uh, we hear what is going on. We have to definitely continually pray and stand together against what is happening, but we cannot let the fear grip us to a place that we are almost expecting it to happen to our kids. We have to be so careful about that. The word of God says in Proverbs 23 and seven, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it's really important for us to be guarding our heart and making sure that we're not allowing what we're seeing to become our expectation for ourselves, mm-hmm. even if it is happening over and over again for other people. We have to understand our own level of power, mm-hmm. our personal level of power to control certain things that happen around us. And for some people, they just believe whatever hap- what is ever happening in out there is going to happen to me too. I don't wow. subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to that because I know my personal power and I know the power of my words and I know the power of my faith. 
And so I combine those things to cover my children in prayer consistently. And not because of what's just happening. I've seen God protect them time and time and time again. My children, my youngest is 24, oldest is 32. So it's been, it's been a few years that I've been covering my kids in prayer and we'll continue to do that. But I think it's important that we realize that we can't let fear grip us and, and in turn, it come upon us because we are so focused and giving our energy over to it. That is so good. You know, I've realized that more people live in fear than I think they even realize. Oh, that's because we're governed by fear. We're governed. That is, what do you think all of what media shows us is that's intentional. Because people respond to their emotions. And if they're, if they're emotion, they will respond to fear much faster than they will to, to faith, right? So they will respond. So that's why they start, think about it. We see these things that are happening and they are horrible. But when you look at the bigger picture, there is less of that happening than there is happening. Mm. But because we're bombarded with that information over and over and over again, it becomes the 80% over the 20%. And now our focus is only on that. And we are driven and governed by fear, which paralyzes us and continues to produce more of what we fear. So it's all, honestly, majority of this is more of a mental bondage than it is even a physical bondage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is what I won't do. I won't perpetuate it. So what we'll do is we'll see it and then we keep talking about it and we keep posting it and we keep, and I'm like, we fall, we fall into the trap of them inundating our minds with this stuff so that we are living in fear, so that we are speaking doom over our own lives. Wow. This is bigger than just what's happening in the natural. We, that's why our, everything for me is holistic. We have to see everything that's happening from a spiritual, emo, mental, and physical place. Mm-hmm. There's always three sides to a situation. But unfortunately, wow. we are so developed in the physical, what we see, that majority of us don't understand spiritual things and we don't really understand the power of our thoughts. No, absolutely. So how, what is the power of your thought? Like you said, you know, we don't understand it. You know, I, you know when you were saying that, I just remember when we first went into quarantine and you know it was totally everything was fear i felt consumed by it and like you said then you're drawn to listening and watching and reading everything Every about single, it yes and then there's no toilet paper and then there's no <laughs> paper towels yeah, and people yeah. start panicking and you know then there's no meat and then there's like all of these different things and it's like you want to you're, you're trying to consume it to thinking that it's going to bring you more peace because you have more information right right but it just perpetuates like you said it just perpetuates the fear and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and so i totally understand you know the power of thought but what what does that look like and how can people really understand how to operate in a way they were designed to through understanding the power of thought. Exactly. So this is the power of thought. 
I think about you today and you call me later on today. It's just, it's so simple. So much of what we are created to do, we're already doing. But like you said, we don't have the understanding of it. So we don't have the intentionality behind it, which reduces dunamis power, really big power, right? Mm -hmm. So I think about you today and you call me tomorrow. Or I think something and shortly after I think it, it happens. That's not coincidence. That is how you are created. We are created to think and produce things. Your imagination is a spiritual reality, meaning that if I meditate on what I imagine long enough, I can actually see that come to pass. We see people share these testimonies time and time again, even in Hollywood, of the things they did before they became the name that we know today. And a lot of it was they used the power of their mind and their imagination. Well, that works either way. That works to produce greatness in your life and it works to, provo to, to promote doom in your life. How many of us experience bad, bad things and be like, I knew that was gonna happen. Well, how did you know that was gonna happen? Because it was a thought that you meditated on over and over again. It was a fear that you did not get rid of, but you thought about and thought about and, and held on to. And then it happened and you was like, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. Well, not only did you know it was going to happen, hun, you created it. <laughs> you yeah. helped it to happen. And that's just the reality. And what to me was empowering about that is that when we truly begin to understand that and we'll simply get past our natural way of thinking and receive that as a truth and then walk in and apply that to our lives on a daily day basis, you will see the things that you think manifest. Mm. So it's really, again, understanding that you're operating in it right now. Every single person under the sound of my voice is creating according to their thoughts because it is how we were created. You can't escape it. The question is, how am I going to use it? Am I going to use it to be better, to get greatness, to be all that God intended for me to be with this ability? Or am I going to remain ignorant in darkness and use it against my own self? Wow. So it's really just, it's happening either way. So in my book, I'm like, well, if it's going to work either anyway, it's going to work for my good. I'm going to use the wisdom and make sure that, you know, I, I, I constantly, my lifestyle is, is separated, so to speak, into spirit, soul, and body. You know, my, wow. my daily practice is meditation. I wake up to meditation and worship because that is what I need to get my soul and my thinking right. And all day long, I really govern my thoughts. I pay attention to what I'm thinking about all day long. I have a gatekeeper over my own mind because I understand the power of my thoughts. And so I'm constantly checking myself to make sure that, okay, well, this is not a thought. This is these, these, these stream of thoughts you're having right here will not produce anything good for you. You need to shut that down right now and begin to, I'll begin to speak over my life, the things that I desire to have 
And so you, we really do have to understand that health does, it is three-dimensional. You have to be aware of that, first and foremost, that you're three-dimensional being, spirit, soul, body. So then you're not just so consumed with the outside, the, the outer body, the, the things around us. And you realize there's three parts to this. And I need to take care of all three parts. And I need to uh, address life from a three-dimensional aspect and not one-dimensional. Wow. How many people do it only from one? Majority. Majority. Majority of people live from one dimension. You may have some people now, they say mind-body, so they'll include the mind, but the mind is nothing without spirit. You mm -hmm. are a spirit. You have a mind. You live in a body. So the, wow. the most important aspect of who we are is our spiritual being. It's our very nature. It's our God-likeness. It's our personal, it's your deity. That's where life is supposed to be lived, from the breath, right? The breath of you is the God of you. That's what you're supposed to live from, your essence. And when your essence is well-nourished and your essence is one with God, then your mind and your body will follow suit in wellness. But so many of us are so disconnected from that part of who we are. And then we wonder why we see the chaos, not only in our personal lives, but all around us. All around us right now, what that is, is a manifestation of really people not knowing their identity. Mm. Wow. When you say the manifestation of all around us, what is yeah, it so, that you're referring to? So just the chaos, the way we're, the way we're treating okay. each other. You know, the things that we're seeing in our government, that's like mind blowing. You know, all of the things that we're seeing man do to man in general is a really a big manifestation from our, our disconnect from who we are as, as really children of God. Wow. And creating his image and likeness. Because when you know that you are of God and that you're one with him, you can't do certain those things to people. Yeah. You know, you don't do stuff like that. Wow, that is so good. And so what are, you know, when you said that you govern, you are, you, you become a gatekeeper over, over your mind. What can we do to become gatekeepers over our own minds? Pay attention. Pay attention to the thoughts. So, much, so many of us are just unconsciously going through our day, day to day, and not really paying attention to how much negativity we watch, we listen to, we speak we engage in, all of that really diminishes your mind. It, and it causes you not, it just diminishes every, all your genius, all your brilliance. You know, negativity does no one any good in any way <laughs> at all. It's not good for you. It don't, it don't make you look good. Don't make you feel good. It just don't make you want to be around nobody. It's just, it's just not good. And so if you would just pay attention, be more conscious of first and foremost, I, this is one thing about your emotions that I always feel is just so true, is that it's like an alarm to me. So whenever my mood is going down and I don't feel joy and I don't feel peace, like I said earlier, or I'm not feeling happy, I already know immediately. That's like my emotions saying, alarm, alarm, your thoughts are not good. Ah. Because... To every feeling, there's a pre preceding thought. So when my thoughts start, and when I think about like, anytime I'm like in a 
Stank mood. That's period. Just not good. Just like, what is wrong with you? If I take a moment and say, okay, what am I thinking about? I'm thinking about things that are not good, that are negative. I'm in a negative state of mind. So a negative state of mind, what? It's going to produce after itself negative emotions, which eventually lead to negative experiences and outcomes. So a big part of it is that we really need to start paying attention to our mood. You know, just your mood alone. Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling joy? Are you feeling encouraged? Hopeful? Hope? You know, are you feeling doom and gloom and, you know, all of these things that based on what you're watching, based on the people that you're listening to will produce the, that energy. So that's really just the first place is to be more mindful of self. Introspect, look in, look at the, Michael told us years ago, start with the man in the mirror. Look at yourself on a day-to-day, -day. be conscious of yourself. Yeah. know what do you even know what makes you happy do you even know what makes you sad like be aware of yourself mm. i think it, if people would be because we're so more engaged in other people what somebody else said what somebody else doing how much somebody else is making like we're not really paying attention to me how mm. do i feel what do i want where am i going and taking that time that's why i said that first thing in the morning take the time to be with yourself before you go do anything else. And that will begin to help you to know when your thoughts are not, because it, you'll, you'll pay attention to your overall mood, even what you want to do. You know, I, if I'm feeling down, I'm not going to want to do certain things. I'm not going to want to do anything sometimes. So if you're feeling lazy, fatigued, all of that can link back to an emotional place, a mental place in your life. Of course, now don't get me wrong, there can be some health issue going on there. There could be a, a dietary um, deficiency going on there as well with our mood swings. But that's why we need to pay attention to everything. <laughs> yeah. Not just one thing, right? Everything. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That is so good. It's so good. And I think as women too, I, I think that's a struggle for us because we spend so much time worrying and caring about everybody else. Yeah. That's a struggle. Like it's like, oh, I gotta I gotta think about myself and take care of myself. Oh yeah. Outside of taking a shower and eating some food, yes. Wow. Wow. So can you leave us with some suggestions for how we can better take care of ourselves? So I like, I like to, of course, you know, you're into this too, I know, the self-care thing. But I think the best way to take care of yourself is to be honest with yourself first, to be really authentic. Um, I think a lot of us sometimes we have learned to go along, play the part, and we're not, and inside we're suffering, we're unhappy, we're not true to ourselves. I think it really starts there, that you have to be true and authentic with yourself mm -hmm. and, and begin to ask yourself those questions. What do I really like? What do I don't like? What do I want? You know, I know what everybody else wants or expects of me. Is that what I want? Is that what I expect? Is that where I want to go? You know, begin to ask yourself those questions. Who am I? 
You know, who am I? Who has God created me to be? Take that time to be with yourself. Get to know yourself. I always am so amazed at, at that we are brilliant, so smart people. And we know almost everything about everything else. We go to school, we get doctorates in everything else. And yet we don't know ourselves and the very life God has given us. To me, that's blind. Like I'm very practical and very like common sense in my thinking. And I sit back and I think about that and I'm thinking, that don't make no sense. This is the very life that God has given me and I know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about how he's created me to operate. I know nothing about the things that, that make me me, but I can tell you everything about this computer. Like something about that don't seem right with me. Get to know yourself. That's the first place. Because until you know yourself, you can't take care of yourself. What are you taking care of? What are you going to do? Yes, there's the things that we are always told, you know, make sure you eat right. Make sure you exercise. Absolutely. That goes. When you know yourself and you love yourself, nobody's going to have to tell you to do those things. <laughs> That's a, that is the fruit of the root of self-love. And the root of self-love comes from self-forgiveness and authenticity. That's where you got to start. Wow. And you got to start with knowing who you are according to who God created you to be and not according to what man has told you by how they've even spoken to you or how they've treated you. Because many of us think we are our experiences. Right? Right? Even as a people, we think we are based on our experience. We are much greater than our experiences. Mm -hmm. But the enemy would love for you to believe that you are less than the powerful, awesome, amazing person that God has created you to be by looking at how people have treated you and what people have said about you and that determined your identity and your truth. Wow. Wow. That I would have to say is the very first step to true, true self-love mm -hmm. and self-care. Because when that foundation is in place, no one's going to have to tell you to do all the other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to do what makes you feel good. You're going to do what's going to be best for you because you love you. Mm -hmm. Just like as if you're a mom or in a, 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 a intimate relationship with another person, when you really love somebody, they don't have to tell you how to take care of them. Mm -mm. Right? I mean, who, when you, wow. that's how you know somebody loves you. Because when somebody loves you, they, they, they will do, they will go overboard for you. Because they love you. And when you love you, you will do everything that you need for you to. Whoa. I got chills when you said that. When you really love someone, you don't have to show them how to love you. Like you think about your kids. Think about your kids, Chris. No. Do, do your kids have to tell you how to love them? No. No. Why? Because you love them through and through. I am encouraging every person under the sound of this video and this recording and this webinar to love themselves like that unconditionally. Mm. 
and that had nothing to do with what kind of child, male, female, had nothing to do with if they're, they're doing the best they can, if they're an A student, D student. When you love your kids, you love your kids. Mm-hmm. And nothing that they do, nothing that they are dictates that. And you take care of them to the best of your ability. And I'm just encouraging people to love themselves like that. Yeah. Because I believe that when we love ourselves like that, we will even see those relationships go to a whole nother height of love and connection like never before. Even the Bible mm. tells us to love our neighbor as we do ourselves. Yep. Yep. So I really wow. think, you know, I, you know, I can say so many other things that would be awesome and fun. And, and, but I really feel like if you can't do those things until you work that foundation piece. And that's the love, true, genuine love for self-authenticity, forgiveness, connection with self, who is God. You and God are one. There would be no you if there were no him. So you guys are one. And when you connect with him in oneness and understand your identity and your individualized um your individualized personality and connection that God has given you to this world and you tap into that and begin to see yourself as he sees. This is a process. This is not some just one day just decision. You know what I'm saying? This take work. Right. This is every day working at it, working with first and foremost your insecurities and your fears and the things that make you feel like you're less than. Start there. Wow. We start there, we begin to give those things to him in prayer and meditation. We begin to open up our ear to hear what he thinks and what he has said and what he has planned over us. We begin to write those things down on a, on a regular basis and we begin to read them and read them and recite them and look at them over and over again until our thoughts and our ways of seeing ourselves are exactly the way his is. Wow. wow. And then everything else is great. That is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. How can people connect with you? Oh, so many ways. Okay. (laughs) The simplest way, of course, is through social media. So that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Tony Restrepo. You see it on my little tag on the the video. Um, And then the other way is we have a app called the Holy Nation app which again, focuses on making sure we give you resources to help you be healthy and fit spiritually, emotionally, and physically. I I think it's an awesome resource. You can connect there as well, and you can get it on any platform. That is awesome. 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 And then totally with a W-H-O-L-L-Y. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. I love it. Any final words before we hop off. This has been so great. It has. I just want to encourage people to truly take the opportunity to take care of yourself. We're in a time right now that honestly, your health is your responsibility. I think for many years, we have expected the professionals to do it. Our doctors to take care of our physical health, our psychiatrists to take care of our mental health, our pastors to take care of our spiritual health. That's your job. That's your responsibility. No one's gonna take care of you like you. I encourage you to be proactive and not reactive. Yes, we need our pastors, we need our psychiatrists, our therapists, we need our doctors. I'm not dispelling them, but your health 
starts with you. It starts with you. So take responsibility, begin to take care of yourself. So good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing and dropping all these beautiful nuggets and, you know, helping just take us through the practical steps, because I think that's, like you said, we're bombarded with information, but we need to know the steps. We need to know how can we take this information and apply them to our lives and literally execute and carry them out. That's so a thank- good one too. You're welcome. I think, I think the biggest part to what you said is the execution. Because I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of what I've spoken today, people have heard, mm-hmm. is the doing part. Yeah. yeah. We have to move into the actual doing it because it's in the doing it that you have the experience that changes your life forever. Mm-mm-mm. Not enough so, to hear it. Right. At all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for um, just being on the the call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a a blessing to so many. Continue to keep uh, walking, thriving, accelerating in your purpose because it truly is a gift that the world needs. So thank you so much, Tony. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media, on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.